baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. President Joe Biden yesterday, along with First Lady Jill Biden, uh, visited Buffalo, spoke with the victims' families, spoke uh, to the media as well. Uh, and with President Joe Biden was Congressman Brian Higgins. He joins me this morning. Congressman, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Congressman, before I uh, ask you about the president, you know, we're a few days removed from um, Saturday's uh, tragic terrorist attack. Uh, you have spoken with some of the victims' families. You've spoken with some in the community. Uh, how are you feeling uh, this Wednesday morning, and what have you heard from those in the community and how they are feeling? Well, as you know, there's a profound grief uh, at the loss of innocent lives. Uh, Ten individuals, ages 32 through 88, uh, killed uh, for one reason, because, you know, primarily they were black. And, uh, you know, they were grandmothers and mothers, uh, grandfathers and fathers. They were young adults. They were people of faith. There was a retired teacher, a retired police officer who heroically uh, tried to stop the shooter but was outgunned. And uh, the shooter had uh, tactical gear, as you know, and also body armor. Uh, and uh, just a, a tragic event. Uh, an individual from outside the area uh, drove to Buffalo about three hours uh, outside of Buffalo, obviously had planned the attack, had been in the cops market the day, uh, the day of the attack, and likely the day before and months uh, before as well. And as you know, what's been uh, published is a manifesto, 180 pages, which basically is the narrative of what he has done and what he had planned to do, which is vile, it's, 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 uh, it's tragic, and you've got innocent lives lost, and you have a community that's broken. And as you said, the, the president came yesterday to try to, uh, you know, to tell Western New York that the nation is with uh, is with the region. The, the nation is grieving. Uh, what your interactions uh, with the president? Uh, what what was his feelings, and, and what did you pick up that he had picked up from the victims' families? Well, he's a very uh, empathetic guy. He himself, in his personal life, is. Uh, has endured a lot of tragedy, uh, the loss of a young wife, the loss of a young uh, uh, baby girl, uh, to life-threatening uh, bouts with aneurysm, uh, the loss of a son. Uh, so, you know, he is, you know, very empathetic, and uh, you could see it. It's genuine. Uh, from the moment he got on the plane in Washington uh, to the moment uh, he got back on the plane, he didn't just speak with the families, he spent, both he and his wife, uh, a couple of hours uh, directly, you know, uh, 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 with the families. And uh, that is, you know, a guy that, you know, obviously a very powerful guy, President of the United States, uh, 
who can empathize with these people because of the tragedy that uh, that that you know he's experienced in his life. Um, you know, he's at his best in those kinds of moments. And I think uh, in talking with some of the uh, families of the victims, uh, they felt very uplifted uh, that the president was not only in Buffalo and his his wife, the first lady. But, you know, the, 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 the time that he spent with them, I mean, this was not transactional. This was heartfelt and it was needed. And as you uh, mentioned at the top of the show, this is part of uh, a long healing process. And each day brings a new set of questions, challenges, uh, but also, you know, hopefully renewal. And what we hopefully would learn from something, learn something from this. And uh, we come together as a community that is stronger and uh, more empathetic and, 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 and looking after one another. And, and you, know, you speak of the, of the challenges and, and coming together, and those are two other things I want to talk about. First, coming together. Congressman Higgins, what have you seen as the community of Western New York coming together, and what would you like to continue to see or see that you haven't seen yet? Sure. There's a you know the, the Buffalo Bills are going to be uh, in the neighborhood in the community center today to serve food to uh, the, the the victims. You know, so they have stepped up. Uh, there's an event at uh, the Erie County Medical Center today uh, regarding uh, the victims and uh, what we need to do to come together as a society and to reject uh, categorically hate. Uh, there is, uh, you know, people coming in from the Department of Justice who are still investigating this situation. So each and every day, uh, there is uh, progress toward something. And my hope for our community is it's uh, is its progress toward uh, a renewal, a recognition uh, that we're all vulnerable, uh, that we all need each other, that we are in fact a community. And our diversity is a strength, and it has been uh, in Buffalo for, you know, 150 years, and it will continue to be. Uh, but, look, democracy is hard work, <clears throat> and citizenship is, te- is a team sport. And, you know, we all have uh, – uh, we should all have the same objectives, and that is uh, to live in a society that is equitable, that is inclusive, uh, that provides opportunity and good social mobility. Uh, working toward those goals is beneficial to everybody, and it's not uh, ideological, it's commonsensical, and that's what we should all want regardless of where we stand on the political spectrum. And, Congressman, you talk about, you know, what's next. What would you like to see done legislation-wise? What would you – any laws you'd like to see of this? What would you like to see the next step to prevent something like this from happening again? Well, we need a federal statute criminalizing domestic terror. Uh, we don't have it, and we need it. And that's something that everybody should embrace. And domestic terror of this nature – uh, there is one, uh, assault weapons. You know, I mentioned that this individual had an assault weapon and the police, retired police officer, security guard now in the store was outgunned, but so were our police officers. And, you know, this individual had uh, a weapon that was more powerful than the weapons that uh, our police officers carry. So our police should not be outgunned because our police are in place to keep all of us safe. Uh, so there's two pieces that really need to be looked at. And 
And minimally, uh, you know, background checks, uh, the vast majority of Americans, regardless of political affiliation, uh, support uh, reasonable gun safety legislation. But uh, assault weapons, uh, as you know, are are not, you know, hunting, uh, 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 used for hunting. They are uh, designed for one purpose, and that is to kill people uh, quickly and very powerfully, as we have seen uh, in the aftermath of the tragedy at the Topps Market on Jefferson Avenue in Buffalo on Saturday afternoon. As we learn more and more about the uh, uh, the shooter, are you surprised that there wasn't, um, that he was not on a radar, that there weren't red flags uh, known to people throughout the state? Yeah, I am. Uh, there, are, uh, there are so-called red flag laws uh, in place in 19 states, including New York. And uh, according to police officials uh, who I was with, you know, for the last four days, uh, there were incidences where uh, this individual, um, you know, was uh, was reasonably uh, thought to pose uh, an extreme danger. Uh, he wrote a paper on, on on shootings and suicide. He he allegedly threatened uh, to to uh, take forceful action against his his school uh, last year. Uh, those are all those are all signs that should have been uh, pursued. In fact, in the manifesto, uh, he kind of mocked uh, the system by suggesting that he had waited 45 minutes for a mental health evaluation, and the mental health evaluation itself took 15 minutes. Uh, that clearly was not enough because it indicated early on that this individual was a danger uh, to himself and to others. And had that been pursued more effectively, uh, perhaps uh, the tragic event of, of Saturday in Buffalo, New York, could have been avoided. Congressman, you, you've spoken with those in the community. You've spoken with uh, the victims' families. Uh, it, you know, and as you said, we need to defeat racism, and we need to defeat racism in the community. What steps need to be taken to have that conversation? How do we have that conversation to start that process to defeat racism, as you said? It is a uh, it is a complicated problem, <clears throat> but first and foremost, we have to uh, we have to uh, call out white supremacy uh, to to simply victimize people because of the color of their skin is wrong. Uh, additionally, we have to come together: the faith community, uh, the political community, uh, community activists. We have to see each other more clearly. We have to understand the grievances of, of people of, of color who feel and justifiably that they have been marginalized. And uh, we just have to do better. You know, there are initiatives uh, to make major uh, financial investments in the redevelopment of Jefferson Avenue uh, and in other, you know, uh, uh, programs, uh, infrastructure to promote economic development. So it's, there's no easy response to it. But it just requires a commitment on the part of our community uh, to engage with other parts of our community because in the end, we are one city and we are one nation. And that is as old as our founding. And we have to always try to create a more perfect union. Perfection is elusive. The pursuit of, uh, uh, of perfection 
is is something that we always have to strive to every single day try to get better as i said democracy is hard work uh, uh citizenship is a team sport and everybody has to be on the field everybody has to communicate clearly everybody has to agree to the same set of goals and i think if and when we do that uh things will in fact improve you know, as we said, you know, come together, uh, have those conversations. What do you think? You know, anytime something tragic happens in, in, in the political climate that we are in now, it seems like on, on both sides of the aisle you have this political finger pointing. Uh, what do you think, and how do we stop that being the first thing anytime something happens? Because I see that, and I, I think that's the opposite of coming together. How do you see it? Well, it is the opposite of coming together. I mean, when you have. Uh, access as this individual and previous uh, mass shooters, uh, access to uh, you know social media, uh, whose content is is spewing a a a a, a racist uh, white supremacy uh, and uh, encouraging, uh, if not explicitly, implicitly, uh, violent uh, behavior uh, toward. Uh, marginalized groups of people. I mean, that is what's going on right now. And, you know, uh, again, this 180-page manifesto uh, that the shooter on Saturday uh, posted is a clear narrative uh, that he was radicalized uh, on websites uh, that uh, that uh, seek to radicalize uh, people like him, people that are disaffected, people that are uh, looking for uh, some kind of of of, of purpose, uh, not legitimate, and this individual found it, and you can tell by the writings on on you know the barrel of his rifle, and uh, and his manifesto that this individual was deluded uh, with 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 racist uh, uh, ideology, uh, and uh, very uh, prone to uh, domestic violence, domestic terror. Uh, that is a threat to everybody. Final question, Congressman Higgins, you know, uh, speaking of that tops on Jefferson Avenue, you know, everyone in the community, that was not only a grocery store, it was a, a place where the community did come together. We heard Reverend Kaiser Pointer talking about how, you know, he would go in for just a couple items and he would end up talking with people. He'd be there for an hour or so. Uh, do you think that we will get to a point where this store can reopen? And how does that happen? Yeah, it has to reopen. I mean, look, obviously there's going to be a period of time where, you know, things have to occur relative to the cleanup of that store, uh, relative to uh, a lot of things, you know, an evaluation of how do you make that um, supermarket safer. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that met a need, and the need is that, you know, some communities in Buffalo that are marginalized uh, don't have, uh, you know, fresh fruit fresh vegetables, good quality food, reasonably priced food. And that's why the supermarket was established uh, on Jefferson Avenue. Uh, it was a food desert, as they, they call it. And, and you know, you look at some of these smaller stores, while they do serve a purpose, typically, you know, the quality of the food offering is not as healthy. Uh, the pricing is not as reasonable. So it is imperative uh, that the Topps Market on uh, Jefferson Avenue reopen. Uh, but obviously, a lot of work will go into getting it ready for a reopening, uh, which will include, uh, you know, enhanced, amplified uh, security measures to ensure uh, 
uh, that people feel safe and welcome there. Congressman Brian Higgins, I really appreciate you joining me this morning. Thank you, Joe. That is Congressman Brian Higgins. He was with President uh, Joe Biden, who came here and visited uh, Buffalo, visited the site, visited with the families yesterday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.